something new under the Hollywood sun. This tremendous sound stage, which is as long as a city block, is too small to hold the big ensembles planned by Warner Brothers for Kane and Mabel, a new musical production. So they're making it 35 feet higher. Lloyd Bacon, director of Kane and Mabel, explains to its stars, Marion Davies and Clark Gable, just how high the stage must go to accommodate the gigantic ensembles which are going to be the most magnificent Hollywood has ever attempted to produce. Hollywood Dateline. Ross May brings you the scoops for his radio program, Reitman for the Job. <coughs> uh, yes, it's another extra podcast. This will be short and sweet, but I wanted to talk about the sound stages Ghostbusters 1 and 2 filmed at, the Burbank lot owned by Warner Brothers. Particularly, we need to talk about stage 16, where the Gozer Temple was filmed. But before Ghostbusters, I want to tell you a story. Have you seen Citizen Kane? No, no, no. Citizen Kane wasn't filmed on stage 16, but this is relevant. If you're up on Citizen Kane, you'll know it's largely a take on the life of newspaper mogul William Randolph Hearst. And do you remember Kane's untalented mistress, the one he tries to turn into an opera diva? She's analogous to actress Marion Davies. Marion Davies was William Randolph Hearst's longtime mistress. Though I want to be fair and point out Davies was far more talented than her fictional character in Citizen Kane. Here's how that story meets stage 16. In 1936, Warner Brothers was filming a movie, Kane and Mabel. Get it? It's like Kane and Abel, but one's a woman? Come on, it was the 30s. That's what passed for a joke back then. Anyway, this was a big song and dance show, and Marion Davies wanted the set to be taller. No, taller than that. Come on, taller. I said taller! The building was just as tall as all of Warner Brothers' other sound stages, so she asked Jack Warner to renovate it, to make it really tall. That's an expensive request, so no. Ah, but newspaper man William Randolph Hearst calls up Jack Warner on the telephone. Will you make it taller now? Well, if Hearst pays for it, then sure. So that's exactly what Hearst does. And they don't destroy the roof and build on top of that, Nuh uh They separated the building from its foundation, and hundreds of workers lifted up the building using jacks, and these guys all cranked the jacks by hand. Honestly, this was no different than jacking up a car. Only this was hundreds of workers, and if anything went wrong, the building would collapse and they would all die. Then they made supports with railroad ties. You know, the wooden boards underneath tracks? But they make towers out of railroad ties, and when the building was tall enough, they built new supports and walls. They nearly doubled the height of the building. If you include its basement, stage 16 is 98 feet tall. That's like a nine-story building. Google Warner Brothers Burbank Lot, and you can see stage 16. It looks just like all the other sound stages around it, except it's taller and has the Warner Brothers shield stuck onto it. And yes, you 90s kids, this is the same Warner Brothers back lot that the Animaniacs run around. Stage 16 is one of the largest sound stages in the world, and I believe the tallest in North America. You can also fill its basement with water and film water scenes there. Musicals were filmed there back in the day. Heck, this is crazy. The drag race in Rebel Without a Cause is actually stage 16. The horse racing scene in My Fair Lady is there. Steven Spielberg has filmed there. When I was talking about the film 1941, 
the giant Los Angeles set, with an entire riot going on, that was here. It's also the famous nighttime scenes with the T-Rex in Jurassic Park. That lawyer getting chomped down while sitting on the toilet? Oh yeah, that's stage 16. But there's more. More! The cave from the Goonies was filmed there, with the entire pirate ship inside it. Batman movies were filmed there. In Batman Returns, it's Gotham City with the giant Christmas tree and the circus terrorizing people. In Batman and Robin, it's the frozen museum interior. For Christopher Nolan's Inception, the castle that collapses at the end, that's here. A very impressive movie was The Perfect Storm. That's a case where they filled much of it with water and created a storm inside a building. All they had to do was CGI the backgrounds, but the boat and the actors really are there, but indoors. That's crazy. And yes, the Gozer Temple was erected on stage 16, designed by the illustrious John DeKir. I mean, DeKir did sets for Hello Dolly, for Cleopatra. Ghostbusters would be the final movie he did production work on and built sets for. The Gozer set was up high, so the guys could look down and zap a marshmallow man climbing towards them. By the way, just so we're all clear, the Marshmallow Man suit was never on stage 16. The actors just looked down and talked about seeing it. The Marshmallow Man and Miniature City footage was done at Boss Studios, and that footage was all composited together with the guys. But the Gozer Temple was exceptional, and I always hear everyone involved in Ghostbusters talk with a certain thrill at being raised up on that set. Bill Murray seems tickled by it. When he interviewed his pal Mike Ovitz in 2018, he was giggling and telling the story of how the building was raised, so even he was impressed with the place. While filming Ghostbusters, the set used so many lights, the rest of the Burbank lot had to be powered down. That's how big, how much power the Gozer set with the New York panorama required. And then just think of that this is the same space that all those other movies, like the T-Rex chase scene happened. I think that's really neat. But now, I'd like to widen our view about the Burbank lot in general. So why did Columbia Pictures film there if it's the Warner Brothers lot? Ah, well, in 1972, Columbia Pictures bought a stake in the Burbank lot with Warner Brothers. So then both companies co-owned that lot. That's why Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2, not to mention many of Columbia's other movies, 
could be filmed on the lot, and they didn't have to rent it because they co-owned the property. Columbia and Warner Brothers co-owned it until 1990, after Sony purchased Columbia, and Time Inc. merged with Warner Brothers. The newly minted Time Warner was thinking bigger, and part of that included not sharing a lot with another studio. Hmm, what to do, what to do? Oh, wait, this was an easy fix. Time Warner had also purchased Lorimar Telepictures, a smaller studio that also had a studio lot in Culver City. And this wasn't just any lot, it used to be MGM's. The Wizard of Oz and Singing in the Rain were both filmed there. The Mount Rushmore scene in Hitchcock's North by Northwest was filmed there. So Time Warner had two lots. Sony sold back its stake in the Burbank lot, vacated it, and moved into MGM's old lot in Culver City. It needed extensive renovations, but hey, everybody came out happy. But back to 1984, and 89 as well for that matter. At the Burbank lot, aka the Warner Brothers lot, the Ghostbusters Productions built sets there because Columbia Pictures partly owned the lot. Stage 16 housed the spectacular Gozer Temple. Dana and Lewis's apartments, including the hallways between them, were stages 12 and 18. This makes sense if you look at a map. 12 and 18 are one connected building. The Fort Dutt Marrying scene was filmed there too. Thanks to Spook Central for pointing this out. Anyone will tell you the apartment and hallway sets were unusual because they were all connected, like they really were an apartment building. So you could walk from Dana's apartment through the hall over to Lewis's. Of course, you also had the hotel hallway sets where Ray blasts Slimer and Peter gets slimed. And I think that's largely it for Ghostbusters. The important building to keep in mind is Stage 16, the building that they raised decades ago and where the Gozer Temple was built. But while we're on the subject, let's jump five years to Ghostbusters 2. The River of Slime was on Stage 16. That's a doozy of a set. The main museum room with Vigo was there. Peter's apartment was also on Stage 16, which you wouldn't think would be very necessary until you realize it really did have an exterior wall for the ledge scene, where Dana and Oscar are outside the apartment. Other sets, including Peter's TV show, World of the Psychic, and Ray's occult books were on different stages in the Burbank lot. And there you have it. Now when I talk about the Gozer Temple, you have a frame of reference. Sometime Google Stage 16 Burbank, and you can get a load of this building yourself. It looks just like all the other buildings around it, except it's nearly twice as tall and has a Warner Brothers shield stuck to it. Mwah! Good night, everybody! Ross, I told you I'm not doing another bit.